you're planning your big trip. Maybe you know where you're going. Maybe you're trying to decide where to go by the what is you know available as traction wise where you're going. Most of all, you want to know what you can do to have a great trip, see lots of attractions or at least some attractions, and not be in debt for the next couple years paying off the trip. Well, on this episode of the Travel Fun Adventure Podcast, we are going to go over our tips for finding the right attractions for you, hopefully saving you some money along the way so that you can have a wonderful trip. Hello, everybody. My name is John Dornoff, and I'm your host for the Travel Fun and Adventure Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all things travel. Whether you're traveling with a bunch of kids, whether you're traveling with a, well, you're just traveling as an empty nester couple, whatever it is, we're here to help you. But most of all, we're here to help you make smart decisions when it comes to traveling. We want you to have a fantastic trip. But most of all, we don't want you to be paying for this trip, you know, for the rest of your lives. Too many people will go into debt going on a trip on a trip, and in the long run, they end up paying so much more for it. So we're gonna talk about how to do how to schedule, how to budget, how to decide where you wanna do, what you wanna do, and what you're gonna have a good time doing. So what's first? Well, first of all, you need to have a budget. That's the basic thing. You need to know how much you can spend on this particular trip. And it doesn't matter how much you can spend because there is places you can go. Now, I'm not going to get into how you set a budget or anything like that. There is plenty of other sources of information for that. But what we want you to do is do the smart thing and have a budget. For a trip, so you know how much you're going to be spending, how much you have to spend, and where you should be going. Now, in previous episodes, we've talked about so much as far as you know where you want to go, alternatives, being smart about where you're traveling. So, once you have that budget, you can decide where you want to go. Now, we've talked about bucket list trip with kids, maybe it's to go see Disney World, but or maybe you're listening to some of our advice and say, well, maybe there's some alternatives to what we want to do that our kids or we will still have fun with. So once you decide where you're going to go, the next thing to know, what kind of attractions are where we're going? You know, are we going to a beach? What is there to see? Are we going to some place we've never been before? For example, in June, my wife, my daughter, and I will be going to the Canary Islands. We're going to go to Tenerife. It will be our first time there. So it will be a whole new experience for us. So what do I do to decide what we're going to do? Unfortunately, I wish we had more time there, but we are limited to a little less than a week. Plus, spending one day in two days in London. 
the first thing I did is go onto the websites and see what tractions are available. You know, you one of the thing, sources I use is Orbitz, although they're probably not too happy because I often don't book with Orbitz, but I use their search engine. Or you can Google attractions in whatever place you're going, and there will be all kinds of lists. And there will even be podcasts from certain podcasters who talk about places to go and see when you're traveling. So once you go through that list, one thing you want to check out is how much it's going to cost. Now, one of the difficult things is the cost of some of these attractions can be pretty high. And you've got to think about, is it a good value for the dollar? Is it going to be worth spending this money on this particular attraction or tour or whatever it's going to be that we're going to enjoy it and it's going to be the worth, worth the money we put into it? So create a list of all the attractions you may want to see. One of the things we're going to tell you is to create alternative attractions. I mean, as I've said before, maybe you, instead of going to Disneyland, you go to Knott's Berry Farm. Instead of going, if you go to, you know, you go to Orlando, kind of, you'll probably want to go to Disney World, but maybe you look at some of the other things. I mean, Bush Gardens in Tampa, or, you know, going to the Cape Canaveral. There's lots of things to do in that area, too, without going to Disneyland, Disney World. But you want to check for alternatives. But let's, first of all, you've made this list of places you want to do. The first thing you want to do is, as I suggested, I mean, whatever search engine you use to find these attractions, check what their prices are. I this is one of the reasons I use travel use orbits is I found them to be really good showing the most popular attractions. However, there's also all other things you can do within an area. You know, place like orbits is not going because they're only going to do things that cost money. So if you're looking for alternatives, maybe you're looking for some place to go hiking, maybe whatever it is. They're not going to be there, so continue to Google search your attractions. A lot of times, those attractions will tell you things beyond the expensive or you know just things that cost you money. Now, let's say you have a list of the attractions you want to go to. Well, you want after you you know check what how much it is on Orbitz or some of the other websites out there. You'll want to go and check, try to find the actual website for the company, and see how much they're charging. Now, one thing to note, doing these attractions. Also think about not only alternatives to these attractions, but think about alternative days you can go. If you want to go to, you know, a big attraction on a Saturday, you are going to might pay more money than you would if you go to an attraction on a Tuesday. So if you're flexible, it could save you money. As I mentioned when we talked about the attractions of Seattle, a lot of the museums in the Seattle area, and I know other places too, are charging dynamic pricing now. What does that mean? 
It basically means they're kind of doing what the airlines are doing. So on busy, you know, the airlines charge you more on busier flights than they do, you know, on fl- you know, if you're flying on a Saturday morning when the flights are not as busy. In fact, one of our upcoming flights is on a flight on a Saturday morning. Right now, the plane's only a quarter filled. So there is still good prices to be had on that flight. However, if the flight is booked up, then you pay more. Now, one thing these attractions are doing is charging dynamic pricing on the days of the week. So on a, as I pointed out in the museums in Seattle, on Saturday and Sunday, the prices are higher. In fact, as I mentioned in that podcast, we were looking at one museum where the price is one thing during the week. On Saturday, it doubled in price. And then on Sunday, it doubled again. So if you can be flexible, go alternative days, you can save some money. For example, we're going to Canary Islands. Now, so far, we have not seen dynamic pricing in the Canary Islands. However, if we did and things were more expensive, we could always go to the beach. We have a we've rented a place that's a block from the beach. Just go to the beach that day or the pools or or take a drive. Whatever it is. We can go up and see some of the attractions on the north side of the island, you know, like you um one the major city that's a UNESCO heritage site and see the beautiful buildings. We could walk around there for free. Probably have to pay some parking, but it would save some money. And just see what we find. So yes, be flexible on the days you're going to go. You can also try to find coupons. or Sometimes there are good coupons, but a lot of times you're going to find out the restrictions are so difficult that they may not actually pay to actually use them. So be aware. Just see what you find. Sometimes you will find a great deal. A lot of times the coupons are going to be well, you need to use it on a Tuesday. You can't come in till 5 p.m. on an attraction that closes at 6 p.m. Stuff like that. They're going to have really serious restrictions. So just keep an eye on that. Read the fine print. Make sure you're not making a big mistake and buying something and then finding out, shoot, this doesn't work for me. I have found nine times out of ten, if you book directly to the website of the attraction you're going to, is the way you're going to save the most money. Sometimes they're going to have special deals. So be sure to check the website out for special deals, what specials they have. May they don't work for you. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It just depends. Once again, some of their specials have really strange requirements that may not fit your needs. But just keep them in mind. One of the things I would consider is looking for free things to do. Yes, there is. I've mentioned them many times. There's actually things you can do that are free or much lower cost. You can go on hikes. You can go to the beach. Stuff like that. That doesn't cost you a lot of money. Maybe just a picnic or something. But there is alternative things to do. 
And when you're spending so much money on the trip to start off with, if you can find a few free things to do, that would be wonderful. The main thing, the main thing to keep in mind when it comes to attractions is that you will want to book in advance because generally you will save money booking in advance than if you pay at the door the day of whatever, you know, whatever you're planning to do. So what I'm going to do is kind of go through, as I said, we're planning a trip to the Canary Islands. I'm kind of going to walk you through what I've been doing and some of the things I've been checking out to see what we're going to do on this trip. First of all, we had to decide where we wanted to go. Now, pretty much, we wanted to go to an island where we could relax. We're going to try not to do too much, which means i got to watch how much I schedule. But we wanted to have some place where we could have a good time. So pretty much came down to Hawaii and Canary Islands. And you're probably thinking, why would you go to Canary Islands instead of Hawaii? Well, from Chicago, which is our nearest major airport, to Hawaii costs substantially more than going to the Canary Islands. And I've been to Hawaii. My wife's been to Hawaii. Our daughter hasn't. But neither none of us have have been to the Canary Islands. So it would be a new experience. Then we booked the place we're staying, which was through Verbo. We also you know, booked our airfares. We booked our car rental. Everything was cheaper in the Canary Islands. In fact, if you look at the Verbo, we're paying probably a third of what we would have paid if we would have gone to Hawaii. We are paying about a third for the rental car. In fact, get this. So we have to rent a car one way from the place we live to Chicago. And then we fly out there. Because renting a car, spending a night in a hotel, and then doing the... Well, we're not going to spend a night on the hotel on the way back. But renting the car both ways and a hotel... We would need the hotel anyway if we flew in from our town or if we rented a car. But renting the car both ways was cheaper than flying. So the one thing to keep in mind when you're traveling. Our our trip in the rental car to go to Chicago is going to cost us more than a week rental car in the Canary Islands. And our rental car is not costing that much here. Because I checked all the rental car companies. It's the going price. The rental car there, we're getting a Mercedes GLC or similar for $300. Now, a comparable, I mean, there's nothing comparable when we checked Hawaii, but we looked at like a Mustang convertible. Mustang convertible would have been $800 for the week or something luxurious which there's no luxurious convertibles that they rent, would have been, even a luxury car would have been substantially more. So we're getting a nice vehicle for $300. So it's, and it and they say you will have GPS. It is confirmed. So as you see, by finding, you know, having multiple destinations that will work for you, you can save some money. 
Next up, I did exactly what I said. Now that we know where we're going, how we're getting there, everything else is said, I started looking at attractions. I also started looking at places to eat. Unfortunately, my daughter is a very picky eater, so I don't know how many places we're going to find in the area that she's going to eat. She's already looked for all the McDonald's in the area. It's like, fine, you can eat a McDonald's. uh, Your mother and I are not. So I looked up restaurants, kind of, because I love trying different types of foods. And I love all kinds of food. So, although fish doesn't like me, so my body doesn't like fish, whatever way you want to look at it. That's the only thing we're not going to. But then we started looking at attractions. And the Orbitz website had a couple hundred attractions. So you kind of have to narrow it down. There's private tours you can take, which are really pricey. And we don't need to do that. We don't care that much. There's a bunch of adventures, things you can do. Just not interested in doing those kind of things right now. However, we saw found some attractions. Like, we, as you know, several cities have medieval tournament dinner shows. I took my son to one for his 18th birthday when we were down in Dallas. Well, guess what? Where we're going in the Canary Islands, they have one too. Except this one is one much better than the one in Dallas because this is at a real castle. That's right. A real castle. Won't that be a cool thing to talk about? But when I, I checked on the web, you know, several web sites and most of it, like Orbitz, were, the three tickets would have been like $180. So I went directly on their website, and I saved around $30 by booking directly through their website. Same thing, they have, one of the things we want to do is go on a boat and go whale and dolphin watching, which apparently is pretty much a year-round adventure there. One of the things they have is Viking ships. So people dress like Vikings. The ship's like a Viking ship. They also do Viking shows. Once again, checked around the prices. The cheapest alternative, you know, looking at coupons, looking at the different websites, it came down to it was cheaper to book it directly with the company running it. But that's what we did. We looked at all the attractions and looked at the alternatives. Where can we save some money? And as I said, pretty much everything we wanted to do, it was cheaper to book on directly with the company. Now, sometimes, since we are dealing with a foreign country, in this case for us, Spain it is the Canary Islands are part of Spain, even though they're only 200 miles from Africa, and not even like the northern tip of Africa, they're they're quite a bit south. But yes, they are Spanish islands. Some of the attractions just don't have a workable website. Then again, you'll find that in the United States too, or wherever you're flying to. One advantage we do have, even though we are in a Spanish country, because 90% of the tourists are actually from Great Britain. They have almost everything available in English, so it's easy to translate. The only thing 
we have found that we want to do that we have not we're not able to book online is like a tuk tuk tour. I've never been on a tuk tuk, neither has my wife or daughter, so be a new experience to go on a tuk tuk. So we're going on a tuk tuk. That we could not book directly with the company, so we do have to book that online. They do have a website that I you know is both English and Spanish, but they have no way to actually book them directly. So the, in that case, we're going to end up booking online with either Orbitz or one of the other outfits. So sometimes that is something you're going to have to do, but that's okay. I mean, it's not like it's a regular thing. So we've picked out all the attractions. We've booked some of them. We did find some free stuff to do. As I said, going to the UNESCO Heritage Site. There's also like a thousand-year-old dragon tree. Also, something else I found out is they have a water park, and they also have a major zoo. Near us is a water park that is apparently the second-best-rated water park in the United States. Well, the one in Tenerife, in the Canary Islands, does one better. They are the number one rated water park in the in the world. They also have the number one rated zoo in the world. I didn't realize either of those. We may not go to the water park. My daughter doesn't seem really interested in going to a water park because she won't have she enjoys it with her friends. So her her and the friend could be checking out boys. After all, she's seventeen, about to turn eighteen. So yeah. She's boy. She checks out boys. <sighs> Much as I dread, dread it, but it happens. However, we're looking at the zoo, which is something we discover. Couldn't find, didn't find any information about it. On you know, as far as like the major, like orbits and stuff, we didn't see it there. However, where we did see it was on one of on a web page. I don't remember which one. Talks about. You know, 17 things to do in in Canary Islands or 52 things to do in the Canary Islands, I mean, was one of them. So we did find alternative there. It's actually not really that expensive, so we're going to try the zoo. So that's it. We have our list of events. We're going to go to the mountains, and we're trying to book all those online. And overall... Originally, we budgeted like $1,000 for attractions, and it looks like once we save all the money and stuff, we're going to save right about what I figured, around 30%, because right now we're right around $700, which isn't too bad for three of us on a major tourist destination like Canary Islands. Now, this podcast is a little shorter than I normally like, but we're going to finish it up there. Hopefully, you got something from this, this, you know, to get you ideas of what to do, what to find, to find attractions that'll stay within your budget, find alternatives, find the free stuff, whatever it is, that you're going to have a wonderful trip. We want you to have a wonderful trip. Don't forget we're our Facebook group, the Travel Fun and Adventure. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have our webpage at travelfunadventure.com. We'll 
appreciate your comments. If you look in the show notes, you will see our contact information. More than welcome to help you out in any way we can. Be sure to have a wonderful week. Plan some travels. Plan those attractions you want to go to. But most of all, do it smart, save some money, so you can have an even better trip than you could otherwise. Thank you and have a great week.